step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Blessings, 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 and a grateful afternoon to join in with you all in cyberspace and on the phone line and on Blog Talk Radio and all the different mediums that we come to you um, through. We want to give a shout-out to our syndicated stations as well, um, the God's Glory Network and um, WBOD Radio, and we're just excited to be able to come together one more time and, and share um, our heart with you and prayerfully encourage you to go further on your journey with the Lord. We want to definitely keep in mind that um, we've had another hurricane touchdown in the U.S. of A. Um, it's touched and made landfall uh, during the middle of the night in Alabama and parts of Mississippi, and I understand that the power is out, but thank God there hasn't been the widespread devastation that there's been in the past few hurricanes to hit, but yet and still, um, there has been flooding and what have you, and so we want to um, keep uh, our brothers and sisters in prayer in those areas as well. I'm and watching kind of the storm pass over here. We've had rain all day and what happened. But God is good. God is good. The rain just kind of comes and washes away that stagnant air and and refreshes, refreshes. The rain brings harvest. And so uh, we are in no way, shape, form, or fashion complaining at all. We just give God all the praise, glory, and honor because he is worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy. So I want to give a a gracious um, shout-out and a hello to my beautiful co-host, none other than Miss Tanya Roberts. How are you this afternoon, my dear? Oh, my God, sis. I'm like you. We just actually start getting a little wind and rain. We've been overcast all day, but um, it's a beautiful day. Thank God for it. Got up early this morning, went to church, 
715 service, and it was beautiful. It's rain, and I'm like you. I just thank God, and we're just continuously praying for all those who have gone through catastrophic events, Mexico, Puerto Rico, uh, Texas, Las Vegas, where we're from, just went through a catastrophic event. So we're just still hoping in prayer Mm -hmm. on all these different states. And then we're also going to give a shout-out to D.L., our host that is not yeah. with us right now, but we just want him to know and everybody let him know if you can um, fall in with your comments or whatever that you miss him and we miss him and we love him. And right now he's just going Absolutely. through some things and we just keep holding him in prayer. Amen. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, today God just really placed it on my heart and I think it's probably because every everybody is going through something. Okay. Some um, are going through more trying times than others, especially, as you said, in Puerto Rico and um, in Florida and Mexico and different places that have been hit with nature, um, catastrophic events in the form of nature with earthquakes and hurricanes and what have you. Um, Then there are those that are going through because of the loss of a loved one. There are those that are going through because of just disappointments in life in general. And so a lot of times when we go through these these things, um, we have a tendency to um, take, take the circumstance and the situations into our heart and allow that to overrule the peace and the love and the joy of God in our heart and bitterness. Bitterness um, is a very, very cruel adversary. It is um, a very, very ugly adversary. And um, we have to get to a place that even in the midst of our trials and our tribulations that we not allow bitterness to take up residency in us. So today our topic is overcoming bitterness. It is you know how do we overcome that? How do we how do we deal with that? Um, I know for myself personally, um, I before giving my life to the Lord, walked in in several years of bitterness. My bitterness came from two back to back relationships that um, left me in defense mode, and bitterness set in because of my defense mode, and my defense mode said I will never again let anybody in my heart, and I will never again care about the feelings of someone else. And because I did that, I hardened my heart as a defense mechanism, and bitterness was allowed to take root. And I walked in that for several years, which was not a good experience at all. I was very ugly because I really didn't care. I did not care what I said or what my actions did to another person's life. Um, so I can speak from it from that perspective. A lot of times people are disappointed and they allow bitterness to step up and, and shut up in their hearts. They walk in unforgiveness, um, again, closing off their heart. A bitter heart is a closed heart. It's a heart that will not allow the love of God to flow through it or to 
heal it of the pain that it has suffered. And healing is vital in overcoming bitterness. Um, like I said, I, I did it as a defense mechanism for some. It's disappointment um, causes that. For others, it's, it's um, unforgiveness. For some, it is just outright hatred. Of, a, of an individual, we will allow that emotion to grip us. And, again, it closes up our heart. So we kind of want to, we just in thinking about the devastations and the different things that people have encountered, sometimes it's because you feel that life has not been fair to you. You've um, encountered a sickness or a situation or a tragedy, and you feel like it's unfair that you are walking through that and you've allowed that bitter root to take um, residence in your heart as well. We want to encourage you today to release that um, because until you release it, you can't be healed of the hurt, the pain, the disappointment. You can't actually walk in forgiveness. You can't allow love to replace that hatred. You cannot receive God's beauty for your ashes. You cannot receive um, joy for your pain and your mourning. All of those things that God has so graciously set up for us and want to bless us with and gift us with, we shut those things off and do not allow those things to come into our heart and into our lives. And then our life takes a downward spiral. Um, you cannot walk in bitterness and achieve the greatness for which you were created. You just can't do it. So I, I'm going to um, I've kind of laid the groundwork on uh, what we're dealing with today, and I'm uh, I'm gonna let you um, speak on it, my sister. What is your take on bitterness? I'm like you. Bitterness runs so many different ways in so many different areas in our lives, like you're saying, uh, relationships and different things. Mine was sort of um, my relationships, but with my children. Um, mm. When you have a young my last one and doing all kinds of things and, you, and I understand what I've done in my life but you still don't understand it with your own because you love them so much and mm -hmm. no matter what you tell them mm -hmm. and when your children call you out your name or or, or, or disrespect you in a manner that you, you know in your heart that you don't deserve I didn't realize mm -hmm. I'm glad when, I, when you told me what the show was going to be about today I told you I was really excited because I didn't realize I had bitterness in my heart and bitterness can come in so mm. many different ways, you know, and I remember, um, just, t you know, please hear me cause we're still holding my baby in prayer and we have good days. We have bad days, but she called me out of my name. And I remember literally sitting down telling the Lord, I, I I'm, I'm not feeling this anymore. I, I don't even feel like I even like this child, not birthed this child into the world. I'm trying to understand mm. this feeling. And I was just speaking several weeks before that on the show and saying, this is a cup that I can't afford to drink of, Lord. I need you to take this from me. And I thank yeah. God for his mercy and his grace, Elder, and my sister. I thank God for it because I'm going to tell you something. I cried out to the Lord, and he heard me from his holy hill, mm -hmm. and he delivered me out of them all. Thank you, God, for that scripture because I'm going to tell you something. It's so easy on my job and different people to say different things. You know, we got a different president in office now. And if you were, people don't realize it, but people are becoming bolder to speak and say things that you kind of just go, what? You know, and, and when people speak out of manner or whatever, it's so easy to become embittered. 
It really is. It's so easy it to is. hold a grudge. It really is. I went to church mm-hmm. today, and my pastor was talking about giving beyond your tithes of yourself, your tithes, your talents, your offering of yourself. And I began to search my heart, and I began to realize, man, Lord, I did, didn't I? I remember being a big giver. I loved giving. It was nothing more than giving to me. It didn't matter to me. But the world and the path that I've gone on, says it's made me kind of feel bitter inside. People have used me. People have done me wrong. Mm-hmm. I can't believe people did me this way, and I didn't never mean any harm towards mm-hmm. people that way. And you don't realize it, but you kind of tighten up on that rain, that financial rain, or tighten up on other things in your life that you think that were mm-hmm. important. And it really wasn't. And I just thank hmm. God today because trust me when I tell you, please do inventory, people. Life is so short and life is so precious at the same time. Please believe me that yes, it is. Yes, yes, I'm not a perfect person at all. I feel, I hurt, I cry like anybody else can. You kick me in my leg, I might have to kick you back. I'm still searching for deliverance hmm. in so many areas of my life. But I know I love the Lord. And I know that, just like what my pastor said, see, you can't talk about this if you ain't never been through it. You can't say how God delivered mm. you to all of them all if he ain't, you ain't never been through something for him to deliver you from. You can't say yeah. that, you know what I'm saying, that you, 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 you've been delivered from hurt if you ain't never been hurt before. I was just telling a member on my job mm. the other day, I said, I remember when I was a young girl, I used to say, Lord, give me strength. Lord, give me patience. And my grandmother said, you better be careful what you're praying for. <laughs> and I remember saying to my grandmother, but I heard you pray for it. And she said, see, when you're praying for patience, things in your life have to be disrupted for patience to come. When you're praying for deliverance mm-hmm. of hurt, people got to believe this. People got to hurt you first for you to know the difference between being hurt and not hurt anymore. My God. So that's so mm-hmm. important to me, sis. What you're talking about is so much more in this world. We're becoming within ourselves now. People are murdering and killing and catastrophic events going on. And what just happened in our hometown, you know what I'm saying? And just different things that's going on. For what reason? We don't know. It's so easy to withdraw, Mm -hmm. go into your own space, your own house. I don't want to be dealing with nobody. I don't want to, you know, whatever. And see, and 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 Mm -hmm. even in Christian people, we're becoming that way. You know, I remember a long time ago, mm-hmm. since I used to see people on the side of the road, and I would go, you need a ride? And I remember pe- putting strange people in my car. I didn't have no fear of that. I told people, I'm from Las Vegas. I remember getting up sometime, cleaning up my house at 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning if I couldn't sleep, going to the grocery store and getting gas mm-hmm. at 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning. And I remember seeing a murder mm-hmm. go down to the gas station where I'm from, and that just devastated me. But see, different de- de- um, devastations and catastrophic events cause us to do different things and withdraw our hearts. And the Word of God said, harden not thy heart, because it will come times like this. Yeah. I'm telling you, don't harden your heart right now. I, I'm not telling you to be a fool, because God tells you to be as humble as a dove, but be as wise as a serpent and humble as a dove. There mm-hmm. is a difference. There is a difference. But when we yes, get to, to, to the point where... We don't think about, the Bible said, take care of our babies and our elders. When we get to the point where we forget about that, when we get to the point where we forget that people need us sometimes, and there's still homeless people in our land, in our world, and there's still elderly people we don't even know about that probably don't even eat. There's still all kinds of things going on in our lives. 
Mm. We need to open up our hearts and receive what God is telling us because I'm going to tell you something, sis. We're in a war. We're in a battle right now. It just depends yeah. on what time, what side you want, what side you're ready to choose right now. I know it's hard. I promise you I know it's hard. I know it's not easy because I'm in an event. I'm telling you, when your daughter, your own child call you out your name, you and it ain't Tanya, I'm like, ooh, Lord, if you don't do something soon, I'm going to have to do something too. <laughs> but you know what I thank God for? And I mean that, sis. And they still got to live in your house. You still feed them. Oh, and God I is still you. telling you feed mm. them. God is still telling you get for mm. them, provide for them. God is still telling you it's mm. all right. And I'm like, but this is what she called me. And I remember him saying this to me, and I had to tell somebody today. Do you remember the mercy and grace that I shared for you? When you were out there doing whatever you wanted to do, when you were hurt and you didn't believe that nobody loved you, nobody cared, nobody whatever, I'm not telling you this is an excuse for mine to do what she's doing. But I'm telling you that this is not an excuse, but it's commandment. Love thy neighbor. Honor thy mother and thy father. Do things in the land that you know that is still good because we're in a land right now where wrong seems right and right seems wrong. Now I'm going to turn it over to you, sis. Mm. And I apologize for talking so long. Oh, no, that was powerful, seriously. That was powerful. You know, that, that is an incredible testimony in itself because um, I promise you there are listeners that are listening to you right now saying, oh, I'm not there. <laughs> she called me on my name. I'm going to lay hands. You know, um, it, it's, it's vital to understand the power of God in our lives, to equip us to walk through these things. Like you said, God never called us to be a doormat. He never called us to be a fool, but he has called us to show forth his grace and his mercy. Now, I promise you, it will get to a place where he will step in the midst and snatch it himself. Okay, and those that are out there doing what they think they want to do really don't understand that. They don't understand when he steps in the middle and snatches it, um, it's not going to be nice. It's not going to be nice. But be that as it may, he has still commanded us, like you said, to love one another. It, It is hard. It is hard to find justification in some of the things we have to walk through. It is hard to find peace in the midst of it, it is hard to show forth compassion in the midst of it. It is hard to love in spite of. It is difficult. Trust me. It is difficult. But the outcome of that is lives being changed. Now, you are still walking in the midst of this trial, but there will come a day when that same baby will Stand and call you blessed and apologize to you because she will realize how wrong she's been. It might not be tomorrow. It might not be next week, but it will happen. Mark my words. It will happen. You're not doing it, I understand. For that to happen, you're doing it to glorify God in your life and because this is your child and you want to see change manifest, and I hear that and I understand that, but mark my words, she will have to come back around and, and, and ask forgiveness for what she's done. It, we don't understand. We don't, we don't understand that the word of God is truth. 
It is truth. The word of God is clear, and it says, be not deceived. That that you sow, you shall also reap. Don't, don't be deceived. Don't get it twisted, which is why it is so important that we open up our hearts, allowing the spirit of God to come in and first and foremost to heal. That's number one. That is the first step in overcoming bitterness because 99.9% of bitterness has stemmed from pain, from hurt, from someone hurting your heart, and so you hardened your heart. And in order for your heart to become flesh again and to become pliable in the master's hand, you've got to open it up and allow him to heal. It defies understanding to acknowledge and to recognize that in the midst of the heaviest trial that you could be walking through that you could find peace, that you could love in spite of. It defies reality. It defies understanding. It it definitely defies the ways of the world, the God we serve. And how do we know that is because against all odds, And all that we did in our rejection of him, he yet hung on a cross for us. Why? Because of his unconditional love. He hardened not his heart. He surrendered his heart even unto death so that we might be reconciled back unto the Father. The word of God speaks very clear and says that he has given us the ministry of reconciliation. And so when we open up our hearts, first thing, first place we need to be reconciled is back under him because that hard heart shuts him out. That hard heart will not allow him to do what he needs to do for you to achieve that which he created you for. And here's the other thing. The enemy is very crafty, and clear and precise in his attack upon you. See, if he knows he can hurt your heart and he can cause that root of bitterness to to form within you, then he knows he's got command of the situation because you will not allow the spirit of God to flow through you into that other person. Once that heart hardens, you said to God, no, no, bump this, I'm not dealing. That's exactly what you've done. That's exactly what you've done. Forgiveness has to begin in you first. Even before you forgive that person, you have got to forgive yourself for closing your heart off from God. Okay? We, we, if, if, if we're going to get past that bitterness, if we're going to overcome that root of bitterness, that first place we have to start is in our own heart and in our relationship with the Father. Because, see, you cannot profess and proclaim that you have such a great love for God and you can't stand the sight of your brother. You you can't, according to the word of God. You can't do that. So you have to start. We're talking about overcoming bitterness. We're talking about how do we get on the other side of it. See, because a lot of you may say, I don't want to be like this anymore, but I don't know what to do about it. I don't know how to change so we're walking you through steps of change, 
so that you can get to the other side. I'll never forget this. Um, and this is why I'm sharing with you about how precise the enemy is to get you to that place, to walk in that bitterness so that you will shut off the things of God. I, I'll never forget a prophet of God said to me once that what God had shown her was literally every time, and I had walked through this for years, every time my heart would begin to heal and to mend itself back together, the enemy would literally dig his claws, not just nails, but claws. That's what she said. He would dig his claws into my heart and rip it open again. Now, anybody that has ever had a sore, if you have a sore and you injure, you re-injure that sore, it hurts even worse than the first time you injured it. So, Imagine that compound pain that every time I think I'm kind of getting over something, the enemy would come and rip it back open again. So now the wound is fresh all over again. So this is how that defense mechanism built up around my heart to say, I won't be ripped open again because the only way you can get to it is if I allow you in it and I'm not going to do that. So what she said was God said that day, he was drawing the line in the sand, basically, and he said the enemy would never again be allowed to rip my heart open. Now, some of you might say, well, what kind of God do you serve? Because why would he let it be ripped open to begin with? Probably for this very conversation that we're having right now so that I can tell you that there is life on the other side of that hurt and on the other side of that pain and on the other side of bitterness. Okay, it was not that God wanted me to experience all the hurt and the pain that I experienced and I walked through, but yet and still since it happened to be along my journey, he engrafted it in my storyline so that I can be a witness that there is another side, that you can get past it, that you don't have to hold on to that bitter root, that you don't have to hold on to that pain. And I promise you, that has been probably, let me see, I've been saved 29 years. So this was probably about 26, 27 years ago. And as God is my witness, the enemy has never again been allowed to rip my heart open. Not like that. Not like it had been in the past. Have I experienced things that hurt? Absolutely. Absolutely, but it wasn't that the the ripping open of a fresh wound or, you know, a devastating pain that I could not get beyond. See, the moment now that pain comes, I know I've experienced the healing power of God, so I know how to give it to him, release it, and keep going. I can now look you in the face when I know you deliberately did something to hurt me and smile and say, God bless you, and keep going. And keep going, not because I'm holding on to the fact that um, God is going to get you, but because I'm holding on to the fact that, God, you've been too good to me for me to punish someone when you have forgiven so much of me. Okay, when, when you go back to the word of God and it talks about the servant who owed much to the ruler and the ruler forgave him of all of his debt. And then he turned around and tried to punish someone that did not have a, a smidgen of the debt that he once owed. 
and because of that, he was the one punished. See, you you got to read the word and take it into your heart and, and understand that it's literal. It's real. And God is putting these different parables out there and telling you these stories so that you get a great understanding of the God that you serve. So if you want to hold on to that bitterness and that pain and that hurt and that unforgiveness and that hatred, what are you saying to God who has forgiven you of all the pain and the hurt and the anguish and all that you have hurled at him? What are you saying to him? Because he's given you, forgiven you much. And then I, I, I hear in the spirit you're saying, yeah, but I never do what that person did to me. Oh, it might not have been the same thing, but it still hurt. It still hurt God. Anytime you turned your back on him, every time you chose the way of the world over him, every time you chose the way of your flesh over him, I guarantee he hurt. He experienced pain because you said, mm, I don't need you. I can do it myself. I, I'm rejected. The same, think, think about this. God just spoke this so clear. The same pain that Tanya has had to endure at the hand of her child because of her child calling her out of her name, her child rejecting her, her child doing all of these things that are unbecoming a child whom you birthed into the world. Think about what we do to God and how he has to continue to unconditionally Love us in the midst of. I'm not, and you, I'm, I'm gonna be real honest. I'm not talking about what you did before you got saved, because some of you got a serious testimony of the things that you've done to God since you've been saved. If you go tell the truth, if you're gonna tell the truth, that's why salvation is daily. That's why repentance is daily. That's why it's like Jesus. I need you every day, every single day. So we have to get to that place of release. We have to get to that place of allowing God to step in and to, to mend the wounds of our heart, to pour his sap into our heart. Now, Tam, share with the people how you have been able to get to a place of walking in the love of God where your child is concerned. Well, I tell you, Elta, you really answered a lot of things says, about just about forgiveness and about God. You know, how can you not when he forgives you so much? You know, um <clears throat> you gotta hear me before the show began. You know, she's she you know, right now again, I'm just using her as a reference. It hurts me very dearly because she's my baby, but if it has to be for a testimony for somebody somebody else. See, you you take a child, but it can be somebody that you loved or somebody you trusted, or mm-hmm. it can be your mother, mm-hmm. it can be your father, it can be your sister, mm-hmm. it can be your brother. It Absolutely. doesn't necessarily have to be your child. Yes. You got to hear me what I'm saying. God mended my relationship with my yes. mother after years to me of feeling like it was self-destructed, and He could have used that. He could have used this, and He could have used so many other things. But your child that comes from you. Mm-hmm. That, you know, exactly. I remember the, the Holy Spirit saying to me a long time ago when I was reading in the Word, what good does it do for you to love somebody that reciprocates it? It's easy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I love you, you love me. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's cool. But mm-hmm. it's harder to love mm-hmm. some that are unlovable, somebody that you can't. And see, I, all that keeps coming to me over and over again, sis, is that verse where it says, no stone will be unturned. Before I come back, nobody mm-hmm. will be able to stand before the Father and say, Father, I did not know. No. See, we don't we reject different angels that come to us in many different ways to tell us a word or we don't receive it, we reject it. 
because we want to hold on. But I'm telling you again, God said it's the condition of a man's heart. That's the church that he's coming back for, it, that individual church. See, everybody's building these temples and, and adding gold layers to it and birds, hummingbirds and everything else because they, he said he's coming back for a church. But you are the church. You are the sanctuary. You are Amen. the head and not the tail. Yes. You're supposed yes. to stand on God's refuge. It's not easy. Please believe me. You got to hear me when I tell you, as a mother, I had to search my heart because I was like, I have this child. I don't even know if I like her anymore. And then she say one word to me. You know what I'm saying? That's, I mean, that's literally how you get. But the Lord, Holy mm-hmm. Spirit, keeps saying to me, keep giving her unconditional love. Keep giving her unconditional love. Keep giving her. I didn't tell you, you know what I'm saying, because you got to hear me. After her doing a whole lot of things and she ran away and came back home, you got to hear this. When the Holy Spirit said, when she come back home, I want you to get her robe. I want you to get her ring, meaning what, you, what she is royalty to you. And I want you to greet her. I want you to mm-hmm. welcome her. I thought, ooh, this is going to be it. She's going to be fine. God going to heal her. I did. Mm. So, you know, you do. You run and you be obedient. And then all of a sudden, that spirit lets loose and rampant again in your house, tearing it up, self-destruction. But she said some things to my husband, which is not our father, that was out of line. And I had to say something to him today. I said, can I ask you a question? He said, go ahead, anything, anything you want to ask me. I said, I'm your wife, and we get in arguments sometimes. He said, yes. I said, I say things sometimes I don't mean. You say things sometimes you don't mean. But you still forgive me. You still love me. What's the difference? That it's hard for you to forgive her for when she called you out your name and she said this and she said that. And let me tell you the reply he said to me. See, it's a difference when somebody does something to you and then they apologize and then you literally see sorrowfulness or or humbleness or something of them saying, I'm sorry, I will never do it again. See, it's easy to heal from that. But when a person keeps on over and over and over and over again, and you said something, which is true. I remember, sis, being in a, uh, um, I never, I was always sheltered all my life. I didn't realize as sheltered as I was, work, church, home, work, church, home. That's all I ever really experienced until I came into the, Literally into the company of the, uh, the Satan, Beelzebub, the head demon. And <laughs> let me tell you something. No, for real. And I and I'm gonna tell everybody I live with him for eight know, years. I know, so I can tell you his characteristics. You know I'm laughing because I know. I'm, I'm you know, you know, know, you I'm know. So and let me tell you. I let me know. tell you something. No, no, know. I don't want you to laugh. You guys, please hear me. I'm not even. See, there was a time in my life that my sister would have laughed. I would have went, "What you laughing at? That ain't funny." But you know what? It is funny when you can sit back and say, Lord, look what you brought me through. Oh, Lord. I mean, I can laugh at it now because I remember being in the midst of it Mm -hmm. and I was crying. You got to hear me. You know, when you're in a relationship Mm -hmm. and you love somebody and you give them your all and that person can beat you down or spit on you or talk to you bad or telling you, here, here's a razor blade. Why don't you switch your wrist and die? Do us all a favor. See, can't nobody tell me nothing that I've been through. I ain't going to lie to you. I've, I've heard many other testimonies that's worse than me. So God knows that I'm grateful for what I've been through and he's delivered me from. Mm. But when you love somebody, you walk into a relationship, girls or men, you walk into a relationship and you think this is it, this is it, this is where I'm going to be. I don't need to be nowhere else. And then that person begin to talk down to you, uh, um, mm. um, belittle you. Um, beat you down. This is literally um, 
this is National Breast Cancer Month and 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 and, and different things is going on. But did you guys know that four thousand women die a year by the hands of someone? Period of 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 abuse. So. There's somebody out there right now that's hurting. There's somebody, I pray in the name of Jesus, that's listening right now. There's a man right now. I'm not telling Mm -hmm. you because men can be beat up and and, and be misused too. There's somebody, and you you don't know, nobody Mm -hmm. has to put their hands on you. Somebody can talk to you and belittle you so bad. And when you finally got things that you got to the point where you believed in yourself, then somebody talking down to you. You can be on your job right now doing a good job and your manager or whoever it is talking to you like you a dog in the street. And and so many things go on in your head. I could not even imagine what goes on in different people's heads before they do certain things catastrophically to, to cause somebody else's um, demise. And let me say something to you. We all got minds, and God knows I'm so grateful that we can't read each other's minds because I think it would be no heaven. I mean, it would be no earth. It would just be heaven because we'd probably eliminate each other by what the words or what we feel about each other. But I'm here to say this again. I'm thanking God for every moment. And my daughter looks at me. Thank you, Jesus. Last couple of days have been good. You you count your blessings. You count your wars. Some wars you win. Some wars Amen. you don't. Some wars have to tur- turn around and you got to battle them again. But, you know, you got to hear me when I tell you. Now when I look at her face, this is what I have to say to her. I love you. I, I, I loved you enough. I had you when I brought you in this world. But I thank God. And, sis, you can remember this. My sister took us all to... Um, Florida Keys, and we all sat down on the pier Mm -hmm. and watched the sunset come in, and these three mansions Mm -hmm. set in the middle of the water. You got to hear me, guys, what I'm saying to you, and I thought I was having a son at the time. I didn't want a daughter. I had already had two. I thought I was having a son. Thank you, Jesus. God don't answer certain prayers. Thank you, Jesus, And uh, because I can't even imagine having a son acting this way as well as having a daughter, but I remember praying the prayer of Jabez. Lord, please don't let this cause me pain. And you got to understand something. There's going to be troubles. God never told you that it wouldn't be. There's going to be times that you want to give up. There's going to be times that you wonder why you even exist. And I just had that experience a couple of weeks ago, and I'm talking to you on the radio. I woke up feeling down mm-hmm. and out and wondering, is this ever going to, what, what is really going to come down to this? I'm really tired of fighting this battle, Lord. I don't want to go through this more. I, I just want to see deliverance. I have three beautiful daughters, you know what I'm saying, that I don't even commune with. I never thought that I would have daughters that would be against me, and I would not even be talking to them to this day. Um, but I can mentor to other children that listen to me and call me all the time and say, Miss T, we love you. Thank you for the blessing that you've been in our lives. How can that be? How can this be? I remember asking the Lord, how can this be? But you got to understand sometimes. It may not be that husband before, but God can bless you with something new that will turn your whole life around. He may not even want you to have somebody. Yeah. He may want you just to fall in love with him. See, we got to realize one thing. It's about a relationship with God. I was just telling somebody today. I was When I went to church today, pastor was talking about tithe and offering of your time, your talents, and everything. And it made me realize, Father, I know what's wrong. I haven't sat down. I can't remember the last time it's been, man, it's amazing how time flies. And I've sat down in a closet or in a room or on my couch just to say, I love you, I adore you. Please come into my heart and make me whole again. But I'm going to tell you all something every day. This is what I ask the Lord. Make me over. Like the song song says, mm. uh, Lord, make me over. 
transform me. Mm-hmm. I want to. I desire to be faithful, fruitful, impactful, and whatever I can do, committed on advancing God's kingdom on earth. Because please believe me, I've been cursed out, spit on, kicked, beat down in many different ways. I've been beat um, to the point where I thought I was on the brink of death. But I'm going to tell you something. People say to me, how can you still talk to him? How can you even say anything to him? How can you? Because he, every day, when I do talk to him, I don't talk to him every day, but when I do talk to him, it's the love of Christ in my heart for him. And that's what makes him a better person. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you something he said. Because of you, it made me look at my life differently. After all that I've done to you, after all that I've said to you, I would have thought that you would have done something different. But you have always remained the same, and I can definitely say that you're a woman of God. Man, let me tell y'all something. When the enemy can look in your face and say, I know no matter what, you're a woman of God, because what I could have, should have, would have, and what I did do to you, it should have turned around on different circumstances. Trust me, y'all. I still sometimes feel like, oh, I could choke the heck out of somebody, or I could blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we all go through things like that. But when it all comes down to it, you know what I told the Lord? It hurt me, Daddy. And I don't know how to react to this. I don't know how to do this. See, that's what you got to tell the Lord sometimes. I don't even know how to receive this, accept this. You know what I'm saying? I know I'm not a bad person. You're not a bad person. Bad things do happen to good people. Unfortunately, it is that way. But thank you, Jesus, that we had a God, a Savior that died on the cross, to bear all of our iniquities, every lash, every bruise, they sodomized them. See, you need to go really in deeper into it. They did more to Jesus than what we seen that time when that when the, when that movie came out. When they were talking about Christ, what he went through, when he died on the cross, he went through even more for our transgressions and our iniquities. He did it because guess yeah. what? We're the ones, our descendants, our forefathers. They said, crucify him. What did he do? Crucify him. See, you don't know how far back your genes go and different things when we said, what is he for? Because some of us are still saying the same things. Where are you at now, God, that I'm going through? Where are you at that I'm going through my opposition? Where are you at? You said you love me. And if you love me, would I not be going through these things? Well, the best person to answer this, and I'm going to tell you this, is my sister, Corlette. And she can answer it better than I possibly can. When you go through and you first thing open up your mouth and say, where's God? He's there for you. Absolutely. Yes, he is. He's there. He's faithful. He's in the mix, you know. He promised never to leave us nor forsake us. And, and like I said earlier, it, it's like you'll say, you know, well, why did you have to walk through what you had to walk through if he loves you so much? You know, unfortunately, we live in an evil world, you know, um, with evil people. does not mean that it was God's will that you have walked through the things that you walked through, but yet he is a loving God who is there for you, who is there to heal you, of that hurt and that pain, who will be with you on the flip side of all of this, the same way you're hearing Tanya's testimony. And please hear me. When I laughed, I wasn't making light because I happen to have been around her, and I know um, the things that she walked through with this individual. So when I laugh, I laugh with her basically saying, uh, in agreement, like, yeah, yeah, you, you definitely had a chief one right there, you know. Um, but yet God is good. 
yet God is good. And let me, I, and I, I really feel led to say this, and you didn't, but I really feel led to say this. You could inflict pain upon the same child that you're talking about because that is the, the child that you had with this individual. So you had to, even in your heart, not blame this child, you know, or see that individual in this child with all that you're walking through. And I have to put that out there because so often we do that. We do that to our children. We do that to our spouses. Somebody else hurts you and you inflict that pain upon you, you you bounce that pain off of someone else, but it's not their fault. You could be, you know, and, and I thank God you're not. Please hear me. But you could be that person that say, you know, your daddy was the chief Satan or a chief demon or whatever, and I see it in you and yada, yada, yada. But that does not solve the issue, nor does it make it any better. I thank God that God has given you a different heart and a different vocabulary to speak about your child so that you don't do that. And I'm saying it because I feel led of God that there's somebody listening that you may be doing that to your child and causing bitterness to set up in that child. See, we got to look at building bitterness from all the different aspects. We're looking at it from healing of our own heart and healing and getting over and overcoming bitterness in our lives. But what about the bitterness that you may have caused to set up in somebody else's life? See, God will take you, the same person that may have planted that root of bitterness in that individual's life, to go and help that individual overcome what they're walking through, to be that one, to to admit, listen, I was wrong. I should have never said that to you. I should have never treated you that way. It was not your fault, you know. So the same way that we're talking to you about overcoming bitterness today, we want you to be a catalyst in someone else's life as well to allow and to help them get beyond the bitterness that they are going through. It's it's vital. It's vital. This is while I'm Amen. while I'm in Houston, uh, Houston, where the heck am I? I'm in Atlanta. While I'm in Atlanta, there I'm in an apartment, and the neighbor next door, um, I hear them late at night, at least two three times a week, and it is a female talking to her daughter, and all I hear is the ranting and raving of this mother to the child. And and, and the child is a grown woman from, from what I'm hearing in the conversations, but she's still subjected to the ranting and the ravings of this individual. And as I listen, I literally, I pray for healing for that child and healing for that mother because as I hear the conversations that are going on and the things that the mother is saying, it's like, okay, there's an issue in you. There's something in your heart that you never heal from. Maybe it was what your mother did to you or, or maybe it's just what life has done to you, but you keep putting that and reflecting that into this child's life, and it's not good and it's not healthy. And this normally takes place about 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning, so it wakes me up, and I'll be like, okay, Jesus, seriously. you know. And I just begin to pray for them. 
I begin to pray. So I'm saying this so that you can get in your mind, maybe you've done something to someone. And maybe in hearing this broadcast and understanding that you need healing, that you need to open your heart back up to God, that you need to allow him to step into your heart and help healing come forth and help you get beyond your bitterness. Likewise, you may need to go to someone that you have been the catalyst for that root of bitterness to form in their lives, and you may need to speak to them. Amen. Go ahead, Tam. I'm just like listening to you, sis, and that's just really powerful about everything you're saying. And again, I just want to say something to somebody. I remember one time, you got to hear me. I'm putting myself out there. I'm going to be an open vessel to you. I remember dating this guy a long time ago, and he was getting ready to get married, and he was married because of me. And, uh, at the time, I was going through some hurt, but I, 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 I have to honestly admit, my spirit, I didn't realize at the time, I was seducing him. And he, he, and he wound up getting married, but he wasn't happy. And you got to hear me what I'm saying. He wound up divorcing her and not being with her, and I wound up being with him. So you think, oh, okay, hooray, I got him. Okay, okay. But I'll never forget his mother passed, and she came to the, to the funeral, and I'm bringing this up for a reason. And, and the Holy Spirit was talking to me at the time. Yes, in my mess. And I remember going to the bathroom, and he said to me, you got to go and apologize to her. And I was, like, talking to the Lord in the bathroom. And people were bamming on the door. I got to use the bathroom. I was like, hold on a minute. You got to hear me at a funeral. And I remember walking out that bathroom and going up to her and saying, for whatever I've done to you, whatever I've done to cause this hurt to you, let me be the first to tell you how sorry I am that I've caused this. And I remember this young lady breaking like I've never seen anything break, like a whale breaking and water just flowing just in her life. And I said to her, you should be happy that I took this one from you because this one ain't been nothing but, <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. This one ain't been nothing but not right to me. You know what I'm saying? You should thank God he answered your prayers and somebody came and took this from you because you can have it back. i never forget that. And the reason why I'm telling you guys this is because that was hard for me. But you got to allow the Holy Spirit to come into your heart and make you hold. You can't be whole with past mm. grudges or animosity or, or different things in your heart. Please hear me. A lot of reasons why people are not blessed. I'm speaking to somebody out there right now. God said the reason why you're not blessed right now is because you're holding grudges and animosity in your heart that you got to let go of. Man, if you're still holding mm. grudges from somebody 20 years ago because what your mama, daddy, sister, brother, cousin did, you out of line. If you're holding something from three months ago, a year ago, you're out of line. If you're holding something even a couple of weeks, you can't afford it. It's a luxury you can't afford. God is coming That's back, it. and I promise That's you, it. look around. He's coming back, and I'm telling you, you he, he, listen to what's going on. There's wars and rumors of wars, catastrophic events in unknown places. Pay attention to what's going on in the sign of the times. We already, since our forefathers have been saying, God is coming, God is coming, everybody go, yeah, he's coming. But the word of God said, that's what they're going to do. They're going to keep on doing what they're doing. I'm coming like a thief in the night. You don't know when God is going to call you home. I'm going to tell you what I tell people on my job, and I'm going to at this. I try to be the best that I can be. Everybody coming to my life, I try to impact them, motivate them, or say something kind to them. Not because I have to, because that's what I want to do. Because if I go home, I could be in a car accident. I'm not telling you that that's what I want on my life. I don't know how I'm going to leave this earth. And you don't either. 
But you, what you need to do is ask the Lord to make you over. Clean your heart up. Purify your heart. Make him the first desire of your heart. And when you do, I promise you everything else will follow. I've been through things. I promise you people, I've been beat down by my ex-husband, different things like that. But when I tell you God said he'll make your enemy your footstool, he'll do just that. So keep trusting and believing and hoping and praying, just like I'm doing for my daughter, just like I'm doing for everybody in the land. I don't even know who I'm speaking to sometimes because anybody can be listening, but I'm praying for you. Because the Holy Spirit said the Bible, the Bible said the Holy Spirit to give us utterance to pray for things we know not of. So I can be praying and standing in agreement for your situation. Do the same for mine. And I love you. And please be blessed. Let go of all the past. Let go of all the anger, the strife, and the envy. Because I promise you the world is full of it enough already. You don't need to add to it. Amen. 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 Here's the next here's the next thing to to keep in mind, okay, as we touched on earlier, um enemy. Um he uses your spirits. And so if he knows that he can get to you um by bruising your heart and causing you to close your heart up, that is his target and, and that's what he's gonna go after. You have to get to a place in God and I had to do this as soon as I got Saved. I mean, like it wasn't even two two months. Um, the enemy came at me to try to make me harden my heart again and push out whatever God was trying to do within me. And I remember my prayer to God was, Father, please just don't let me become bitter again. I had to pray that. Amen. I had to speak that out. Amen. Do not allow me to become bitter In the again name of Jesus. because Amen. it was a familiar situation. It was a, once again someone that betrayed me, betrayed my trust. It took me years and years and years, hear me, I promise you, to allow anyone to come into my heart, to occupy any kind of territory in my heart. Amen. And very Say it. Who after all of those years, I felt safe with, I pulled my guard down, and I let in my heart two months after I got saved, betrayed me. Now, all was well up until I gave my life to the Lord. But no sooner than I gave my life to the Lord, they betrayed me. And it was like the enemy was like, oh, I, I now remember what I was saying to you, that when that wound gets ripped open again, it's even fresher. God is my witness. I physically felt my heart hurt. Physically, I felt pain in my heart. And I was like, Mm-mm. I was like, uh, God, you got to take this from me. I can't do this. That was the beginning of my total surrendering unto God. It took that devastation for me to say, no, I don't want control. Because, see, even though I had gotten saved two months before, I, I've always been a person of control. I needed to be in control of situations. But that thing right there, it was like, Mm-mm, no. I can't control this. I don't want this in my heart. And please do not allow me to become bitter again. Why am I sharing this? Because, hear me, just as you begin to soften your heart, the enemy will try to penetrate it again. So you have got to take that stand and repeatedly say, "Mm -mm, Father, 
you promised me that you would give me beauty for ashes. You promised me that you would give me the garment of praise. You promised to give me joy. You promised that that would be my strength. You never promised I wouldn't be betrayed. You never promised that my heart wouldn't get hurt. In fact, Christ said, in this world you shall have trials and tribulations, but he said, be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. So if I'm going to trust you, God, and I trust and believe that you have overcome the world, that you do reside within me, that your spirit leads, guides, and directs me, that I've got to trust you in this situation, that you will not allow this pain to take over my life. You've got to do that. So this is important. So your first step, we're going to walk through these steps again really quick because we only got five more minutes left in the show. You are going to first give this over to God. You are going to first recognize and realize that whatever the root of this thing is, be it unforgiveness, be it hatred, be it disappointment, whatever, be it your defense mechanism like mine, whatever caused this hardening of your heart, that the first thing you're going to do is you're going to give it to God. You're going to be like, you know what, Father, whatever it is, I repent of that root. I cast that root out of me, self-deliverance in this case, okay? Father, I recognize that I am walking in bitterness. I recognize that that is not of you. You are a God of love, unconditional love. And no matter what that person has done to me, you are still a forgiving God. So I've got to forgive. I've got to release. I've got to give my heart to you. I've got to let it be pliable in your hands so that you have control over it, so that you can pour in your healing oil, so that you can take me to that next level, so that you can motivate and promote me to be that great person that you created me to be. Because I understand and I recognize that that hurt and that pain was inflicted upon me by the enemy, not the person but the enemy, the devil himself, to keep me from walking in the greatness that you called me to. So I am not going to judge the flesh. I'm going to judge the enemy from which it came, that spirit, that infirmity, that spirit that came at me. That's my enemy. That's who I'm going to target. So I'm going to release the person, but I'm going to target the devil. I'm definitely going to do that. Okay. And I'm going to allow you guys to come in and to heal my heart. And then, Father God, I'm going to thank you and I'm going to trust you that as I continue on this journey with you, that you are with me. And when someone else tries and yielded themselves to the enemy to come at me again, I'm going to trust you that you will not allow the perpetrator to cause me the devastation that I once felt, that you will, you will be the guard around my heart. And though it might prick me for a moment, it will not last. And I will be able to throw it off, cast my cares upon you because you care for me, walk in that great unforgiveness that you have for me, and I'm going to keep going. I'm going to walk in stride in the love that you have for me. Not in the love of people, but in the love that you have for me. And while I'm doing this, I am going to allow you to use me to be the catalyst for someone else's deliverance, to be the catalyst for someone else to overcome bitterness, that I won't just come out of this thing just because of me, but I'm going to bring people with me, just like we're doing today. 
Just like we're encouraging you to release that spirit of bitterness, we're encouraging you to go back to that person that you may have hurt or wronged and ask forgiveness. We are encouraging you to be a catalyst for the forgiveness, for the the deliverance in someone else's life as well. It's not just about you. It is not just about you. Please know that. Please know that God has you in a position to be a blessing to many. Please hear me. And then walk in the power and the love of God. Walk in his forgiveness for your life, knowing that he has forgiven you much and given you the ability to forgive others of much. God is an awesome and a good God, and we love you. We love you you. You may not have heard that before. I know people that no one has ever told them that they love them. Well, we're here to tell you we love you. Not only do we love you, but God loves you. He loves you with an everlasting love. He loves you with a love that cannot be compared to anything that is in this earth realm. That agape, unconditional love. And he wants you to be engulfed in that love. So embrace that love. Let that love take over your life. Let that love heal your wounds. Let that love propel you to be in that that great place of deliverance, that place of making a difference, that place of being a change agent in this earth realm as God has created you to. We love you with the love of Christ. And we pray that you will have a God-blessed week. I love you, my sister. This has been good. I love you too, sis. And I just hope and pray that listeners would hear what we've had to say and expose ourselves to be transparent to them. I want to say right now, sis, that I believe a lot of diseases, cancers, and different things caused from hate and unforgiveness in their heart. Yes. And allow Christ yes. God to heal you from the inside out. And God, Christ, I believe he can heal you from anything. So please look at your life, and no matter what it is, know that change needs to happen. And when change happens, your whole world happens. Amen. Yes. Amen, amen. I love you. Have a blessed, blessed week in the Lord, and God willing, we'll be back with you next week. God bless. Amen. God bless. Let's keep it real.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.